When I was a kid, guys like me were brought up to follow codes. Hey, jerk off. What'd you say? What? Antonio Soprano. I wonder if I can talk to you alone for a moment, Mrs. Soprano. On the basis of the Sanford Binet, he's high IQ. You can't prove it by me. He's got a D plus average. Well, he doesn't apply himself, but he is smart. The results tell us he's a leader. Ankle thick. Growing up with the family. Takes a toll. Maybe ambassador of England, no prince. Here, my nephew. My life I want to do whatever I can to help you. My gift to you. I want to go to college. I can't get caught with shit like this. Look, you take the speeches, right? At the same time, you say to yourself, this is the last time I'm ever going to steal something. It's that simple. Let me go talk to him. He only listens to Dickie. Gotta do something about Dickie Malasani. Maybe some of the things you do aren't God's favorite. You lead by example. Don't make the right decision. This kid's got what it takes. your nephew goes I'm listening stay out of his life welcome to episode 306 of Aussie Tell Us All welcome back Adam to the podcast thanks Aussie how you been pretty good pretty good well, um, just starting off, this is your pick of movie we're doing today. Uh, just to be clear with that, this is Paul. <laughs> you want to you want to be clear that you would have never picked this. <laughs> that is that is correct. Yes, yes. Uh, this is the Many Saints of Newark, which is the prequel of the Sopranos TV show. Um, now, the the film debuted in 2021 and was directed by Alan Taylor. The uh, top cast was Ray, Ray Liotta, who played Aldo I don't know how to say it. Moltisani. Mol- oh, Moltisanti, yeah. Moltisanti, that's right. It's, hard, it's a hard, hard word to say there. Michael Gandolfini, who played Tony Soprano, the younger one. Uh, uh, actually, uh, James's son there played the, the real guy, the, his son there. Uh, My, Michael Michelle De Rossi played... Giuseppina Moltisani, Vera Faminga played Olivia Soprano, and finally Alessandro Nivola played Dickie Moltisanti as well. Um, what were your thoughts on this casting assembly for this film here? I think that Vera Farmiga did a really good job playing yeah. uh, Olivia, but I and Dickie was good. 
But I think my biggest problem, I, Ray Liotta, God, he looked awful. And I hate speaking oh. about him. Like, he just passed yeah. away, you know. Right, right. And, but, like, man, he looks terrible in that movie. I remember, like, watching mm-hmm. the movie and going, is that Ray Liotta? And, like, my, stu- <laughs> my stomach was, like, turning. I was, like, looking at my IMDb. I was like, oh, my God, it is. What happened to him? I guess we found out what happened to him. He wasn't very healthy. He kicked that bucket a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Vera Farmiga was really good. My biggest, my other problem with the casting was that, like, I think it's really cool they try to honor the late James Gandolfini by casting his son to play, like, a yeah. young him. But, yeah. like, his son has, like, kind of a lisp. And <laughs> Tony Tony doesn't have a lisp. So yeah. I just I just didn't buy it. It just took me out of the moment, you know? Well, perhaps he, he, he got over that lisp when he got older. I don't know. Who knows? I, I guess. I'm, I don't know. I'm being picky, I guess. But It's... it's that's what you do. It's fine. Yeah, ask me my feelings. That's my feeling. I'm thinking, why does he have a lisp the whole time? <laughs> I didn't even notice that actually myself. I didn't know, notice that okay. when I watched it. But oh, good. Uh, yeah, Vera, phenomenal actress. She's done really well for for herself. Um, I love this girl I've seen before. Michelle De Rossi played uh, Giuseppina. She she was great too in that movie. In this movie. Oh yeah, she, she, she was, was great. She was good, and and it was easier. I think it was easier for her to be her own character yeah. because she wasn't trying to like imitate some version of the HBO series. You know, she was just like a new yeah. character. New character, yep. Yeah. Same with 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 Dicky as well. So yeah, exactly. yeah. So that's pro- Yeah, that's probably why I prefer them. Yep, I agree. All right, now this film. Believe it or not, went to went to the, went to the theaters for a very short time, a very short time before I went to HBO Max, where I saw it. Um, what what's your guess on the box office number that hit for this movie? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, this was like a COVID movie, so like it yeah. couldn't it couldn't have been out in theaters very long, as you said. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I'll guess I'll guess low, like fifteen yeah. million, maybe. It was at twelve point seven. So pretty good um, guess. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good guess. Uh, it was I think it was only out for like a month, I think at the most, and then I went to HBO Max right after that. So, yeah. All right, now we're diving into the film here. So we start off this, this the movie with a montage of the fallen Soprano characters in a cemetery. Then we show young Tony Soprano and his uncle Dicky, and narrator Christopher Montesanti, who played Christopher in the uh, HBO series. Says after he murders me, my uncle Tony gave me gave my wife and baby pocket change. But that's much later. What do you think of the first scenes of the film? How it was set up? Um, I don't know. It felt like it. Was, it just felt like it was kind of a stretch. Like it felt yeah. like we're gonna take something from The Sopranos, which is a beloved franchise. We're gonna take something very specific that yeah. happened and try and weave a whole movie out of it and try and wrap in the Sopranos audience. And I, I just don't, I just don't really know who this movie was for because I feel like, <laughs> like, uh, like Sopranos fans didn't yeah. like it and non Sopranos fans wouldn't see it. So I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm just not sure who's watching this going, Oh, many saints of Newark. That's for me. Yeah. I mean, it had some good parts in it, but by the overall... way, is, is the guy that played Alice, I just realized the guy that played Alison, uh, the guy that played Dickie yeah. is, was also the little Caster Troy's little brother in Face Off, and I've like I've never seen that guy in like any movie ever before. Oh, I never seen, I mean, seen him before. I don't know. Who, I don't. I don't know. That's pretty awesome though. Yeah, nice and diverse and, roles. Yeah, and and maybe you said this. John Bernthal's really good. Um, as oh, an I, I did not. I did not. I missed him. I didn't because he's a very a very minor role, I guess, in this movie because most of the time he's in jail most of this film. But yeah, but but he plays Tony's dad, and and John yeah, Bernthal's. Yeah, yeah. John Bernthal is really awesome in the in the he's the, great the series The Punisher by the way 
also great in uh, we, we own the city on HBO. Oh, I haven't seen that. I'll check it out. Oh, yeah, that's really good. Is it's that a awesome show or that. a movie? That's a ten part miniseries off the wire. Oh, it's oh, it's based on the wire. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's the same uh, David Chase who made the wire made a ten part series on Baltimore PD police corruption. It's a it's a it's a true story actually. Oh, you actually recommended this in the past, haven't you? I I did. Recently. All right, well then it must be in my watch list somewhere. Okay, hopefully. Yeah, it is uh, absolutely amazing. But for th- for this movie though, opening for me was like a little bit. I don't know. Um, just out there, kind of just blah, you know. I don't know. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It did, it didn't engage me really. Yeah. It took a, it took a long time for me to to get engaged at all in this movie. <laughs> yeah, as a in a few boring scenes later, we are uh, at uh, Janice Prano's confirmation party. We meet young Silvio, Pussy, Olivia, Uncle Junior, Polly. What what do you think of the younger characters' appearances as how they were portrayed? Well, it's kind of what I said earlier. It's like they were doing an impression of the actual Polly Walnuts and the actual Pussy Bump and Sarrow. You know, they, yeah. It it didn't work for me. I wish it would have mm-hmm. just been different wise guys. I didn't. I didn't. It didn't feel like you needed to force cram these characters into this. It felt like like Star Wars Episode One when they're like forcing C three PO into the movie. You know, when he clearly doesn't belong. Okay, yeah, I'm not a Star Wars guy, but yeah. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I'll take it for that. Okay. Um, now, what did you think of Harold taking a shotgun as a shooting through the Army recruiting office window to kill a young black kid? What thoughts on that? Honestly, I don't even remember that scene, so I, I, I don't think I can comment on it very well. Like, th- like I watched yeah. the scene once. It was like two months ago. I know you watched it like yesterday, the day before. Yeah, yesterday. It's been yeah. two or three months for me, and... I, a lot of the time, I was just annoyed. Like, I'm watching it. Yeah. And so even if I was looking at the screen when that happened, I was probably thinking about how annoyed I was. So. Yeah. Now, this scene, uh, you might remember, because it's pretty memorable for me anyway. What did you think of the asshole cops pulled over a black cabbie and robbed him uh, at gunpoint? Well, I mean, it, it's, it's, I guess it's, you know, a social commentary of the times and mm-hmm. of, of some things that, you know, the country and, and some people aren't very proud of. And yeah, we all know those things sell right now. So I, it felt largely like a social inclusion. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. like, let, let's make the woke people happy by putting this in. Like, that's kind of how it's <laughs> Yeah. I hear you on that. The woke culture nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Not that there's anything um, wrong with that. It's just like no, when you're placating yeah. to it, it, it feels a little forced. True. All right. Now, what, what did you think when Roy, Roy Liotta's character, Aldo, kicked his wife down the flight of stairs? Pretty horrible. Um, yeah. Don't want to be kicking your wife down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> As a married yeah. man, I can tell you. Right. She's right. not going to like that. No. And then she proceeds to like, cheat on him right yeah and and help get him killed essentially or or at least at least be part of a chain of events that led to his death so yeah you shouldn't kick your wife down the stairs that that could be the that should line to this episode exactly don't kick your wife down any stairs or kick her at all or punch her at all yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) violence of any sort actually (laughs) but especially kicking down the stairs that definitely not not on the list no bueno (laughs) exactly now, Giuseppano, who is the uh, wife of Aldo, um, and Dickie have a uh, they have a talk on the bench. Then she kisses her, her kisses her stepson. Uh, what did you make, make, make of that uh, ordeal? Well, I mean, 
obviously she was like the young pretty little italian trophy wife that this creepy old dude brought home <laughs> mm-hmm. and she was probably brought as much by force and by will of others as by her own will mm-hmm. so i you know i i guess it's understandable she didn't really love that guy he's kicking her down the stairs for god's sakes <laughs> true yeah yeah but also her stepson which actually uh, i guess it's okay because this only is not really a real son so well, yeah, it's not like uh, it's not some creepy Alabama thing going on. <laughs> There's no blood relation, but it's still a little weird, you know. Like, it, like, like in the movie Clueless, like the end of the movie ends with like Lizzie Silverstone deci- deciding she wants to bang her stepbrother. It's kind yeah. of weird. And as yeah. as someone who grew up with a stepsister, I'm telling you that would like never happen. It's like right. once, once you like live with someone like mm-hmm. that, they're they're like they're like family. Oh yeah, but, you know what I mean. Yeah. You don't you don't develop those kind of feelings for them. They're family at that point. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Dickie and Aldo get in a fight over um, Aldo kicking Josephina down the stairs. He slams his dad's head repeatedly against the steering wheel over and over. And turns out he kills him um, and then lights him up on fire. And do you think that was justice for what he did? Um, it's probably justice for that and a bunch of other crimes he committed against humanity. I mean, we're talking about like like what like mid 1950s like new york yep. gangsters so like he was yeah. probably like a shitbag all around and if he didn't deserve <laughs> it for kicking his wife down the stairs i'm yeah. sure he deserved it for many other things yeah. kind of kind of an interesting death though to did he actually kill him when he hit his head against the steering wheel or did he just knock him out and then burn him to death yeah he was he was dead because he because he he, he he uh felt his neck and there's no pulse okay all right yeah. well um yeah yeah that's i mean that it seems like that'd be a hard way to kill somebody but i guess in this movie uh, eventually you know that's how it got done i guess neck you'd have to have like i feel like you'd have to have a really limp neck and your arms would have to be tied behind your back for that to work because your mm. own body's gonna like kind of you know uh tense up or, or you're gonna put your arms forward to brace your i don't know it just seems like yeah. it'd be really hard to get enough blunt trauma done that way but hey good on good on dickie jr <laughs> that's right that's right now, a few scenes later, as we have a theme here, there's a few boring things before that, but um, Josephina, now widowed, and Dickie are making love in her soon-to-be apartment. She, just, she, she does not waste any time moving on. What are your thoughts on that? Well, she never loved the guy anyway, so it wasn't a lot to move on from, you know? It's like, sure. you ever been in, like, a bad relationship, and then you, like, break up? It's like, no big mm-hmm. deal. You're like, oh, who cares? Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Now, a few scenes later, once again, uh, we see teenage Tony Soprano and his friend's car, Jack, the ice cream truck, and give away the ice cream to kids. What do you think of that, of the heist, quote, heist they had? Um, it's it's kind of fun. It kind of yeah. shows, like, the origin story. You know, it's an origin story anyway, but it's like, this is some yeah. of Tony Soprano's earliest crimes. You know, knocking off ice cream trucks and giving them out to, like, the kids and stuff, like Robin Hood, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, Giuseppina now bangs Harold, the black uh, um, guy from the gang. She's getting around the block here. Respect or reckless on her part? Uh, not a good move when you're like, when you're, you know, financially, or excuse me, relationship involved with a mafioso. Like, you, <laughs> yeah. you really shouldn't be cheating on him at all, let alone yeah. with like someone you know he's kind of like close with. Close to. Like, you know. That's just gonna like that's just an awful, awful idea on all fronts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like she could have, she could have just as easily broke it off with the mm-hmm. guy she was with and moved yeah. away. And like he wouldn't have, you know, I don't think he would have killed her or anything if he, she, she mm-hmm. did it the right way. But yeah, well, you see what happens. 
Yeah, yes, we did. Uh, unfortunately, a sad day. Look at that in a little bit. But so, so she later she like they're walking on the beach or something. She decides to tell Dickie, "Oh, by the way, I slept with your black friend Harold." And she gets drowned. Yeah, he proceeds to freak out and like drown her with his bare hands on the beach, which yep. was which was I thought maybe the most cinematic scene. Yeah. So yeah, not a good idea to cheat on mafiosos, I guess. Not the best plan. Yeah. If you're a young lady out there listening to this and you're dating a mafioso, you know, <laughs> he, heed the advice. Heed the advice. Yes, yes. Now with Cyril Harold's friend getting uh, drilled in the face in the mouth with Polly's drill and got killed by Polly. Harold's out of reven- out for revenge, bloodbath in the streets. What do you think of that of that bloodbath scene? It's good. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I like violence in movies. I grew up in the 80s. You know, I grew up when yeah. violence was the best part of every movie. So yeah. it, I'm desensitized to it. And I know some people aren't. And I, I kind of feel sorry for those people. But they probably yeah. feel sorry for me. So Yeah. Now, we just talked about this earlier. But I was going to ask you about, about the Jennings scene. Your thoughts on the Jennings scene. We did, we, we did that just now. So we'll just skip that part. I, I just think it was really stupid of her to tell him right yeah. then and there. Like, I... Yeah. It's you know it's noble to come clean, but maybe yeah. you should have maybe you should have buried that secret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know that that served anyone. <laughs> exactly. Now, finally, we quite a few scenes later, Dickie is shot from behind and is now dead. Turns out the hit was from Uncle Junior. Movie ends with Dickie's funeral, and Tony and Dickie's pinky somehow interlock, even though he's dead. And ends with dead Christopher saying, that's my uncle, Tony, the guy I went to hell for. What did you think of the ending stanza there? I actually did like that. I liked that Junior was the little weasel that did it. Because oh, um, yeah. in, that, was, <clears throat> that was one of the only things that I thought was really material to the actual show Sopranos. Was like, oh, Junior killed Dickie. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. There's this great episode in Sopranos where like uh, Tony convinces Chrissy that some cop who just retired is the one who killed his father and Chrissy goes mm-hmm. and kills him. And, and it was, the cop says something like you're being set up and, and Chrissy says, you know, it doesn't matter if Tony wants you dead, you're dead anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it was a good, I thought that was a really well done kind of peek under the tent of like mafia culture. Yeah. I loved the ending it for sure. I think it was great. Yeah. That was, like, that was really my only, the only thing I really thought yeah. was cool and tied in well to the yeah. actual show Sopranos. The other hour 55 minutes of it was <laughs> not not great in my yeah, opinion. I didn't think it was good and I don't think I just don't think the character like uh, again people doing impressions of characters that have already been done yeah is not going to be appreciated by fans and is <laughs> not going to be recognized by non-fans. So I I just don't get it. I especially didn't like the guy that played Silvio. I thought he was particularly oh, kind of obnoxious. He was hacky. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really like really hacky. Yeah. It, it, he seemed like a stand-up comedian doing an impression of Jack Nicholson or something. He didn't. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how it's really over-accentuated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't like it. I I had good impression there. Um, now we go to our movie panel questions here. So, um, if you recommend this film to a stranger, what would you need to say to, to make a click for them? I would say you should be inebriated and or doing <laughs> something else while you watch it. <laughs> yeah hang um, on hang on is the friend of mine a sopranos fan or a non-sopranos watcher just a stranger just a, a total strange well i would i gotta tell you i'd recommend like 800 million other movies to a stranger before i'd even think of this one 
Yeah. So um, I'm, with you, I'm with you there. I don't recommend the film, but for this exercise, if you love Sopranos TV show, you will enjoy the backstory. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. I'm. I mean, I maybe I love Sopranos. Like it's like my all time favorite show. Oh, probably. I watch it once a year. It's it's great. Yeah, and that's probably why I had such a problem with this movie. You know, is because yeah. I I really wanted it to be more of the Sopranos, even if it was mm-hmm. set in a different time. And I didn't feel like the style was the same. I didn't yeah. like I didn't like the acting, and I don't know. I just I it didn't. It didn't quench my Sopranos thirst like at all. Yeah, I was like, uh, this could, could could have been not made at all. And be yeah, fine, and be fine totally. with the original series, you know. But you know, let's hope make some more money. I guess you know, whatever. I guess. <laughs> How, what, what was the budget? I mean, you said what the box office fifty was. million. Fifty. Yeah. Okay, so it lost money. It lost some money. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the box office twelve, and then it went to HBO yeah. Max. Whatever they're gonna like, they'd be lucky to break even in like twenty years at that deficit. Like they're thirty thirty five in the hole or something. So yeah, way down in the hole. Way down in wrong, wrong sh- Yeah. There yep. you go. There you go. Now, does the soundtrack work for you? And if so, what was your best part of the soundtrack? Um, it was fine. I mean, I like I like that that period of music. So I, mm-hmm. I can get behind, you know, especially the the going around town and the the, the radios playing in the car and the, like any like uh, the score. I don't particularly remember, but yeah, fifties song that you want to put in a movie, I'm typically okay with. Like I just I think yeah. the fifties and sixties was the best era for music. That's just my opinion. But yeah, I, I like the ABC one two three Jackson five was really good. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a All there was time. a lot of good music at the time, and I I appreciated some of that. Oh yeah. All right, here we go. This is definitely up your alley here now recasting possibilities what do you think recasting one, one or two of the uh characters here who would you replace them with um well i would i would get rid of ray liotta just because yeah. i just thought i don't know i there's this whole goodfellas thing going on too where it's like if you see <laughs> if you see ray liotta in a mafia movie right you're like oh it's goodfellas fans casting him because they like goodfellas and they want to put him in their yeah. own mob movie so yeah and also, he just—I mean, even I did think his performance was good. Like once mm-hmm. you get once you get him in prison or whatever, and you, oh right, the one-on-one stuff with him was good. But yeah, I don't know. I it just didn't work for me. So I'd I'd probably recast that. And I don't have an idea who, but I well, my my pick was swap him out for De Niro. I mean, you're yeah, I guess. I mean, there's nobody in this cast on the level of Robert De Niro, though. No, there's not. So I I that's kind of like a. You know why doesn't every team just sign Tom Brady? Like it's it's not right. really practical. You know what I mean? Well, I had a hard time picking one person from the other ca- part of the cast because because uh, they, they weren't that great of a, they weren't like that great of actors to begin with. No, my other person would be Michael Gandolfini's because he has a lisp. Yeah, but I but I couldn't figure out who to who to like put a, put a young actor. Oh, um, I don't know. You could. You, I mean, he was a no name at the time. Just cast some other no name that doesn't have a lisp and looks a little <laughs> bit more like Tony. Like he doesn't yeah. look a ton like Tony. Like I no. get that it's his son, but yeah. he doesn't look that much like him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, now, what actor or character from the show or the movie would you host a podcast with? Ooh, John Bernthal. He's okay. He's definitely like my favorite actor in this movie. And like, yeah. Oh, you know what? I I don't know if we can count Michael Imperioli. Um, well, he's he, part of the movie. He's kind yeah. of in. I mean, he has like some voiceover, right? A few lines, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, one of those two for sure. I mean, Mike Imperial only famously does that badass Sopranos oh, retalk yeah. podcast with the guy that played Bobby Bacala. By the way, I tried that podcast for like 
10 episodes. It's really long. It's good. And then they go to like three hours. Like, oh, I can't do three hours. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you're doing three hours on a, on a 45-minute episode of Sopranos. It's, yeah. It, the, like, that ratio is not right. Too much. Too much for me. So yeah, I stopped but, it. But I, I do think stopped. Michael Imperioli is a good actor. He was my favorite. Oh, yeah. He was my favorite character in Sopranos the first three or four seasons of the show before he got totally drugged out. Agreed. And yeah. and uh, I don't know. I just like him a lot. But John Bernthal is probably the the more modern. Like if I was trying to build my career, I'd pick John Bernthal. Oh, but as a fanboy, I'd pick Michael Imperioli. Oh yeah, he's they're both great. I, my choice is easy for me. Giuseppana uh, Gi- Malsasanti. Just because she's beautiful. Yeah. 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 She, she's got kind of a. I mean, I mean, not to get, look. Not to get yeah. too shallow, but she she has kind of a big nose, don't you think? <laughs> I didn't notice that. But... Yeah. I, I'm petty, you know, so. Sure, sure, that's fine. Um, and, and I, as a perfect-looking person, I can say these oh, things. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, no, no flaws there. As yeah. someone with no flaws, I, I have the privilege right. of pointing out others' flaws. That's your right. That's yeah. um, what scene is the furthest from reality called the scene breaker? I'm going to go back to the Giuseppina admitting that she slept with Dickie's yeah. black friend because I just think that yeah. she knows he's in the mafia. She knows he's capable of murder. Yeah. It seems really, really stupid to tell him at all, let alone tell him when you're out alone with him somewhere where there's no witnesses. Yeah. Like maybe you tell him over dinner in a in a busy restaurant if you have to tell him. Yeah. But but I just I don't know why she had to tell him at all. I agree with that one also. My, mine is also maybe a little off but i'll give it a shot now when aldo kicks just down the stairs and she lands softly with no injuries in reality she would have broken bones or facial scars well wasn't she like early 20s though like one could one could theorize that she was young enough to to yeah. recover from that without like i remember like when i was in late teenager early 20s i felt like i could hurt myself all the time and i'd be perfectly fine and now i like you know i i sit wrong and my back hurts for half a day well, her head slammed against the wall, so she was not, she was not hurt at all. So well, well, in those days, know. in those days, we just called a concussion, you know, a headache. A so con- a concussion, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so if she had a concussion, no one would ever know. Anyway. No, no protocols for back 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 then. Yeah, yeah. get back. <laughs> That's right, get in there. All right, now if you have any, it's probably not you don't have any, but favorite moments, favorite uh, scenes, favorite characters. Uh, I, I yeah. Oh. My favorite character was was John Bernthal. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I really liked Vera Farmiga's performance of Livia oh, Soprano. Um, she, was, she was phenomenal. But that, she was she yeah. wasn't in it a lot, you know. No. Nope. Yeah, and and the yeah. shtick got a little repetitive. Yeah. I did like at one point um, John Bernthal shoots Vera Farmiga's beehive haircut just like they <laughs> talked about in yeah. Soprano. So I did appreciate that. Okay. There was one, like, sure. there was one callback that I did appreciate yeah. and it was shooting the beehive. Yeah. yeah that was great. Yeah. So I, I guess I would pick that if not the, the scene where junior kills Dickie. Oh, that was, that was great too. Um, my, I only have a couple here. I, I, I feel like, like it was five or six. This one, not very many on Go the for list. it. Yeah. I have a, when uh, Tony, Jackie and Carmela Jack, the ice cream truck. And my favorite character was, Giuseppina Montesanti. Montesanti. And that's pretty much all I have for my favorite moments of characters and all that for that for this one anyway. Now, this was a tough one for me to, to get, but what would you change about the ending and nothing is not an answer? Um, 
it would have been a little more interesting maybe if someone mm-hmm. knew that junior did it you know what i mean yeah. if there was a witness or an accomplice like if mm-hmm. silvio was there oh, or yeah. polly was there you know helping mm-hmm. or, or driving maybe junior away that yeah. that would have added a whole new wrinkle to like polly and tony's relationship when mm-hmm. you when you watch sopranos so maybe i would have done something like that like i would have because that, that was my favorite thing is that it made you view junior in a different yeah. light while you're watching Sopranos. And if you would have, if you would have had Silvio or, or especially Polly mm-hmm. there also, that would have like doubled that effect for me. So I, I think I would, I would pick something like that. Exactly. And also what I, I recognize that Pussy wasn't in the, this is a lot. He was not, not in here a lot. And so that's why when we watched Sopranos, like, Oh, that's, that's why he probably went, went uh, off first, you know, cause he didn't, wasn't really a big part of the crew, you know? Maybe, yeah. And also, for me, the ending was pretty good, actually. But perhaps you fast forward a few years and you see Tony and Carmela get married to end the film. That might have been cool to see. Uh, I guess. That'd be fine, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then finally, um, actually, a couple more things, actually, before we get into the food corner. Um, what wouldn't work in this movie if it was filmed today? Well, I mean, it was filmed two years ago, so. I mean, based, based the time frame where it was based in where, oh oh you mean if it was set in this era like yeah yeah what well, would not work today as well, far as well most of it i mean the, the yeah the whole culture of of the mafia doesn't really exist like it used to like yeah. at all you yeah. know the culture of misogyny doesn't exist like it did and i mean yeah. mo- most of it doesn't work i mean it's a period piece so i'm, I'm yeah. not sure well i'm not sure my... the movie works like i'm not sure the movie works now you yeah. <laughs> put it in like a modern day and it's like yeah. a steaming pile of dog shit, you know, on yeah. your front porch that you got to yeah. stamp out with your good boots. Yeah. Well, my answer was when Dickie killed his father and burned his body and blew up the building and getting away with it. My answer is technology is better and DNA would have got a lot faster back back in the day for, for, for DNA. Yeah, we didn't really we didn't even believe in DNA when they had it on OJ. Like we were right. like, oh, DNA. <laughs> like that what was that? Like 93, 94? 97. No, 94, 94 actually, 94. Yeah, so like even in nineteen ninety four we didn't really believe in DNA evidence. So this was but in the fifties. So yeah, now we do. But yeah, now, now we, we do. do. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now we believe more in science. Exactly. All right, we've got two more things, then we'll go to Food Corner to end the podcast here. Um Anything I may have missed that you want to cover on this dog shit of a, of a film? No, I just more. I would just. I would just kind of underline my feelings that this movie didn't make Sopranos fans happy, and no. non-Sopranos fans don't give a shit about a Sopranos origin story. Yeah. So who's walking away from this movie feeling fulfilled that they spent their seventeen dollars at the theater, or even that they spent two hours watching on HBO Max like we did? Or four for me because I don't watch it twice. <laughs> you didn't have to. I mean, I watched it like the first time, then watched it again like yesterday for the first time. Yeah, that's that's really dedicated to your podcast, bud. Well, it's called rewatch, so I had to watch it. You know, yeah, refresh my, my memory. So, yes. All right. Now, finally, for the movie part of this podcast, um, how do you rate this movie out of five stars? I mean, it's not like a one. Yeah, but it's not a three, so I guess you're looking at a two. Yeah, I I went with two and a half on my ratings yeah see I, i'm not a big fan of the halves if you give me you like, aren't okay. no if you give me like a one out of one out of ten score you yeah. know then you, you 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 can give it a five i mean a two and a half is a five out of ten 
So right, I'm going two, I guess. I guess two. If they don't, not a, not, you're gonna be a, a, a star snob, I guess. I am a star snob. <laughs> I just think like if you're if you're gonna use halves, then just change yeah. the denominator saying yeah. keep it keep it whole numbers. All right, yeah, two stars, I guess. Well, you're because... giving, yeah. Otherwise, well, think about what you're saying. If you're giving it yeah. a two and a half, that means you're giving it a five out of ten, which means what you oh. think it's average. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, but sense. you don't think it's average, do you? No, 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 no. Yeah. So well, I, well, well, below average. Yeah. Yeah. So I would I would argue that you actually did give it a four out of ten or a two out of five. You know. Yeah, yeah, two, two to five stars. Now, or I I I had higher hopes for this film, but they just did not deliver, unfortunately. Very and, very big disappointment, man. Like yeah, they're very like, big, and there were like a ton of boring meaningless scenes that we, we did not cover because they were just so boring and not pointless you know so. i don't think i've been this disappointed in like a franchise reboot since like that terminator salvation movie there's things like terminator part four i went yeah. and saw the theaters and like i don't know like 10 12 years ago and it was just like yeah. so disappointed i was like oh my god it's like this is so not cool well that's the risk you take when you make like 18 movies in a franchise some of them will not will not make will not hit you know yeah, I guess, but I mean, this is the first Sopranos movie. This isn't that eighteen? Oh, movie. I know. I'm, I'm talking about the one, the one you saw, the T four. Yeah, T four, whatever they called it. I, I think it was Salvation, but I don't. I oh, actually okay. don't really remember the. I did not watch that one. I watched the first three, and after that, I stopped watching. Part three is not even good, but yeah, it's kind of trash. It's yeah. kind of trash. <laughs> it's watchable though. I think it is. It's it's watchable. Not sure. that I've ever wanted to see it again. <laughs> exactly. All right, now we're going to Food Corner to end the podcast. Hey, a few things here. So my from my friend Ryan, and I do the pods with also. Um, he asks, actually, this is my friend uh, Troy Roy. Sorry, uh, he gets the podcast with me also. Uh, barbecue bratwurst or barbecue hot dogs? What what's your, pre- your preference there? Ooh, what kind of hot dog? I mean, that's a pretty big difference. You that's know who, you, like, that's you know who you. makes yeah. you know who makes a good hot dog? The Jew, that- the Jews. Oh, I know. <laughs> kosher oh dogs are, the are great. I love yeah. kosher dogs. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I've got kind of a sensitive stomach. So yeah. bratwurst can get to me a little bit. If, you've, if oh. you offer me a kosher dog, I would take the kosher dog. Okay. And what do you put on your, on your hot dog? Just curious what you put on your hot dog. So you got to have a spicy mustard, in my opinion, like a Dijon mustard, like the mustard at Costco, kind of that spicy brown mustard. Yeah. I don't like boring yellow mustard on. on Really? I'll eat it in a pinch, but I I prefer the spicy Dijon mustard for sure. Okay. But this is where I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. Ketchup, obviously. But then on top of the. Obviously. Well, for me, obviously for me. But on top of the ketchup, this is where it gets crazy (laughs) now. Okay. A1. A1? Yeah. Okay. On my hot dogs, I like to have spicy brown mustard. In fact, I just made barbecue hot dogs last night. So okay. Yeah. I had spicy brown on one side and then ketchup with a little A1 on top of that on the other side. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. And my wife made like um, sauteed vegetables that she, oh, put on, that she put on hers, yeah. uh, which is much more appetizing. And I just eat those on the side. Like I'll take a bite of the hot dog with all my disgusting condiments and then i'll i'll like grab a spoonful or a forkful of uh, uh, of the vegetables and that after. is so bizarre <laughs> i know God dang. i'm obsessed with a1 it's like my favorite condiment it's not close it's like i've t- had that in a long time maybe when i was a kid i had a1 when i was a kid on my steak i think but you get, so. yeah on a bad steak i don't mind a, yeah. on a good steak i don't want a1 but i like it on sure. i like it on hot dogs 
Yeah, well, for me, I, I prefer bratwurst, but I but for but I, I do the bratwurst. But hot dogs that I put on there is yellow mustard, no ketchup at all, um, onions, relish, uh, sauerkraut, relish yeah. and sauerkraut. Yeah. Wow. Put put it all on there. You know what's not bad on a hot dog um, yeah. is like a thin slice of pickle. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, yeah that's good. I like I love pickles as a sandwich inclusion. Yeah, I love pickles. I love pickles. Um, I also love a good chili dog too. Chili dog with chili and cheese on it. That's that's good too. Yeah, I, I like that too. But I'll I'll usually do what I said before. Like I'll have the hot dog with condiments and a bowl of chili, and I'll take a bite of the hot dog, and then I'll take a spoonful <laughs> of chili afterward. So you make a hot dog. Yeah, you I'm, make I'm a making bowl a of chili and not put the chili on top. of <laughs> Right, like I'm eating the chili dog in my mouth, but I'm yeah. separating the two so I can still get my condiment fix. I'm learning. I'm learning so much right now. Learning a lot right now. You are the, the whole audience is. Yes. Oh my goodness, this is interesting. All right, all right. Now this is my this is my friend uh, Ryan. Now, uh, what is your, your favorite grilled vegetable as we're on this subject? Grilled vegetable. Ooh, they're all good. I mean, I, I like vegetables. Um, yeah. I really like like. I've, I've really grown to love grilled onions recently, but I think, oh, yes. I think I probably eat the most grilled bell pepper. Like, I, okay. I yeah. I like to, that. I like yeah. to cut bell peppers into like, um, sort of like strips yeah, and grill them up and serve them with all kinds of things, like especially like stir fry. Oh, there you go. Um, I don't like many vegetables, but, but, uh, but as far as grilled, I love onion grilled onions, like grilled, also grilled carrots also are good too. Mm. I, like, I, I like those too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that I've had many grilled carrots, to be honest. Hmm. Hasn't come up. Yeah, I, I like carrots in any, any form, actually. It doesn't matter if they're cooked, grilled, raw. I don't care. Oh, I don't so like what? raw carrots at all. Oh, really? Yeah, really? well, maybe if they've been, maybe raw? if they're fresh, like fresh garden carrots. Yeah, okay. But I hate those bag, the plastic bags of carrots you get at the grocery store. And they've, oh, really? they've been okay. like shaved. I think they're just kind of disgusting. Now, if you go to <laughs> farmer's market yeah. and get like fresh carrots out of the ground and you take them home and wash them and you cut off those big long stems like like uh, yeah. bugs bunny those yeah. those can be very appetizing all right and my father also all ryan also asks what's your favorite steak topping garlic butter mushroom and onions or seasoning salt um well not butter i i think okay. that really fancy steakhouses like over butter in my oh, opinion yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends on like every every steak is seasoned a little bit. Typically, um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure how much seasoning salt is used or where. So that, that one's kind of hard to decide because that very much depends on what kind of seasoning and how much they're using because yeah. I don't want it over seasoned. Yeah. So I guess of those choices, I would. Did you say grilled onions? Um, onions on there. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably pick onions, although I, yeah, I, not mushrooms for sure. Yeah. I don't like that mushroom gravy stuff that you get mushrooms on steaks. Make me actually gag. Actually gag. Yeah, it's the it's the texture. Those. It's like eating a like, yeah. It's like eating mucus. Yeah, it's not good. No, I don't yeah. like it. All right, so my friend Caesar in Minnesota, he asks, "Your favorite ice cream flavor?" Ooh, favorite ice cream flavor. I I love chocolate chip mint. I think is probably Ooh. my favorite. And then maybe okay. I, maybe I go Rocky Road or Rocky Road. Oh, yeah. you know there yeah. used to be this good one they sold at Safeway called Strawberry Cheesecake. Oh, yeah. It was like strawberry and vanilla ice cream swirled, and there was mm -hmm. like chunks of cheesecake in there randomly. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Lately, I've been getting um, like a pint of Ben & Jerry's every week, you know, mm -hmm. um, from Safeway. And I I, prefer, I like a lot of their stuff. I like Chubby Hubby. I like the cookie dough. <clears throat> cookie dough solid, yeah. 
brownie fudge core, salted caramel core, but my favorite favorite ice cream of all time by far is Rocky Road. It's just the best. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about what about like Dairy Queen Blizzard? What's your favorite Blizzard? Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Okay. I usually oh, yeah. get, I usually get M and M's when I was a kid. I would get oh, nerds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nerds are too hard on my teeth now. I'm old. But... Oh, yeah. <laughs> really old. Yeah. Yeah. Very old. Viejo. <laughs> But I actually, as I don't mention, I like Snickers. Snickers and Oreos are also good. Mm, yeah, or Oreos are good. Yeah. All right, these are all for me now to end the podcast. Okay. Here, so, and thank you, oh. Caesar, and your other friends for providing these uh, excellent food questions. Oh yes, absolutely. All right, build me your favorite burger. Burger. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, you need a really solid big sesame bun. Mm-hmm. I hate those cheap little flat buns. Oh, I know, right? Throw them away. Get, yeah, give me away. like a big sesame bun that's yeah. that's slightly toasted but not burnt. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, I'm gonna want pickles for mm-hmm. sh- for sure. Like oh, uh, yeah. pickle chips, you know? Okay. Not spears. I want pickle chips. Yeah. And lettuce for sure. Mm-hmm. You need a good slice of cheese. I'd probably go like pepper jack or provolone is fine. Either one of those is fine. Yep. I love those yep. two. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I want a burger that's medium to medium well. I don't like a rare burger. I, yeah, so it's not yeah. not for me. Yeah, um, but I don't want it well done burnt either. Yep. So medium to medium well is fine. And then my my condiments that I mentioned before are all fine. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm oh, you know what's really good on a burger is a fried egg. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's my burger right there. Yeah, mine is similar to yours, shockingly. Yeah. Um my, mine is the, the same uh tech temperature, medium well or whatever. Um, and then got lettuce, um, cheddar cheese for me, bacon, um then you got the mustard, onions, pickles, lettuce, all that stuff. That's all you need. You know what? I have to I have to clarify something. If I'm gonna yeah. put a fried egg on it, I wouldn't put a pickle on it. Yeah. Those two don't really mix. Fried eggs and pickles yeah. don't mix. But yeah, they don't mix, yeah. But yeah. If, if there's no egg, then the pickle and then, yeah, the grilled onions. The little tiny crispy grilled onions that you get sometimes. You know what I mean? They're, they're cooked yeah. for a really long time. I love that. I prefer the not crispy um, onions on hamburger, but I love onion rings, though, but not on a hamburger. Okay. Yeah. Wait, well, um, we can agree to disagree. Absolutely. <laughs> we're all adults. <laughs> yes, we're, we're, we're adults here. All right. Next I have here for you is build your ultimate omelet. Omelet. You know, I'm a simple omelet guy. I want okay. I want some green veggies like um, green onions mm-hmm. and maybe some bell pepper, like green bell pepper or red bell pepper would be fine too. Yeah. Um, and then I want bacon and cheese, and I don't know that I want a lot more than that. Like really? I, I don't like a complicated omelet to be honest. Okay. I, I I always order kind of a basic bitch omelet if I order oh. omelet. Yeah, I prefer you know obviously the cheese is already in there, but um, you got bacon, sausage, onions, peppers. Yeah, it's, all I need actually is just that, just the basic stuff. I think I think Denver omelets always look so disgusting. I'm just like not a big fan of like cubes of ham. It's just I've, like, had, it, I've had it once before. It's not it's not bad actually. No, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not for yeah. me. Like cubes, yeah. of, I find ham very unappetizing. Even though like if oh, if I'm okay. eating fresh ham at somebody's house, like for Christmas or something, they take a ham yeah. out of the oven and they you give them those nice slices. Those are yeah. fun. those are fine. But I don't yeah. I don't like it as a topping or an inclusion in something else. Okay, I I agree. I hear you. 
And finally, for me, before we get to our final question of the day, uh, build me your ultimate taco or, or burrito, whatever you prefer. Ooh, okay. So can I go breakfast burrito on this? Yeah. Okay. So I love breakfast burritos. Like I make them pretty much every weekend for me and my wife. It's like my thing. Nice. Uh, so uh, a nice tortilla, obviously. Yeah. Uh, put in the toaster oven for a couple minutes. Not, mm-hmm. not just to get it warm. You don't want it crispy. Yeah. On top of that, you've got your eggs that are mixed with green onion and bell pepper and cheese. Mm-hmm. And then and then I like um, crispy hash browns thrown in there. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And then whatever meat you've got. Now, bacon's fine. Uh, a mm-hmm. nice breakfast sausage is fine. And even mm-hmm. like um, grilled chicken is fine. There's chicken. And, huh. or, or like a breakfast, um, like a turkey sausage. Those, okay. those like Jimmy Dean rolls that you can buy those. I forget. Yeah. I can't describe what the package looks like, but um, yeah. it's like a little tube, like a circular tube. I've seen those before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I don't eat that a lot, but I do like to grill that up, get it a little crispy and throw it in breakfast burritos. That's like my, my shit. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, for me, I won't go breakfast. Burritos. I'll go tacos or burritos, but I'm going cheddar cheese, sour cream, um, onions, lots of onions, a lot of cheese, then beef at the bottom of it, and, and lettuce on top. Yeah, so just a basic burrito or taco. I'm good with that. Yeah, you, you mentioned toppings. On mine, I would put like some sour cream, some tapatio hot sauce, and some black pepper. And my, my friend, um, John, uh, he always puts, whatever he, go, he goes somewhere, he, he brings a bottle of sriracha, wherever he goes to put on anything, everything. Yeah, I have a friend named Monica who carries Tapatio around in her purse, and that's actually uh, how I got on it. Okay. She just always had it, so I started using it. I was like, wow, I like this shit. I'm not really a fan of uh, spicy stuff, so probably not for me. I think Tabasco's gross, but I, I like Tapatio, and there's something else that I'll eat, too, that's not quite okay. as good. But Tapatio's big in California where I live. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. Okay, good. Good to know. Um, finally, we have, close out the podcast here, um, Adam is... What question you have to ask for me? It could be any, uh, anything from anything. It could be food, it could be movies, it could be you know sports, could be whatever you want to ask. Like, I'll answer, and then I'll an- then do the same for you. Describe your perfect woman for you, like like Kirsten a Dunst. woman you would marry. Kirsten Dunst type or a Kristen Bell type? Do you mean physically like them? Yeah. So blonde. Yep. And not too tall. Not too tall. Lean. Yep. Okay, blonde, lean, not too tall. A big. They're both very smiley and dimply. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay, you like that. I think that I, th- I, th- I think they have blue eyes. Blue eye. I th- pretty sure Kirsten Dunst has blue eyes. Yeah. I don't actually remember Kirsten, Kirsten Bell's. I, I think she has, I think she has brown eyes. Okay. So yeah, you know that. So you like German women? <laughs> <laughs> I am German, so. So blonde hair, blue eyed women with dimples. Yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing. I'm guessing yours is like uh, black or burnt, a brunette tan. You know, you know, my big thing is skin. Like, I really want a woman that has perfect skin. Okay. And my wife is half Chinese. Yeah. And, and she just has the most gorgeous, flawless skin. And nice. I, just, I stare yeah. at it sometimes. <laughs> I also, I also want someone who's, I want someone who's petite. It's just my style. I don't like a, yeah. I don't like a, like a big shouldered gal or anything like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's there's yeah. meaner ways to say it, but you all know what I mean. Like I, I, we got you. We got I like you. a petite lady. That's my style, and uh, yeah. nothing wrong with if that's not your style, or whatever. It's just not for me. Right. And uh, I want somebody that 
has a really good sense of humor because I'm a I'm a yeah. kidder and a jokester. And if I went on a lot of dates before I got married, and yeah. some if if people didn't think I was funny or they didn't they didn't <laughs> have enough wherewithal about like social social issues or just like yeah. pop culture to get my references to things, like I was just like it was a yeah. dead conversation, and then my mind would just wander. Yeah. Some folks so don't that, don't don't get your dry humor also. Well, yeah, you, and you got to be a good conversationalist. Like you, yeah. you spend a lot of time with your wife. You know? Sure, <laughs> like a lot. So you need to be able to talk. Right. Exactly. Now, before I ask my question to you, um, now you said you love skin. Uh, are you said you stare at skin all the time? Are do you have a skin fetish? Uh, yeah, I'm like Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> when Jill dies, I'll cut off her skin and wear it. <laughs> when I when I dance around the house. There you go, like Ed Gein. There you go. No, I don't have a fetish. I just, I just, no. I appreciate the skin. I really do, and I've, I've known beautiful women that had bad skin, like okay. ac- acne or whatever. And I, I had a, yeah. I even dated one for a while. She was very mm-hmm. pretty, other than her acne. Like she, oh, okay. like if she could have gone on a really good acne drug, this girl could have been a model. But I couldn't get over it. Oh, there, there you go. All right, um, and then I got one for you. Actually, two for you. Uh, first thing, off the cop. Are you Team Seven Ten or are you Team KJR these days? I mean, you, you know that I'm Team Seven Ten. I, I I don't like really anyone on KJR anymore. I oh, think okay. I think that Softy in his older age has gotten a little more bravado. I feel like he used yeah. to. I feel like he used to put more effort into his work. He hmm. feels like he's just kind of showing up and and talking loudly now. Okay. And when I was younger, I didn't feel that way. Um, and I'm not sure who else is even on that station. It's, the, it's the, softy, no, it's, I mean that, that works day to day that I like. I know who's on that station, but I don't know who's on that station that I like. I like some of their love. guests, like Holmgren and Brett Boone are fine, but yeah, I love kid. I love KJR. Um, I I love Dick Fane. He's fine. I mean, he's just a fan. I mean, he's just like yeah, he, he's great. He's not an analyst. So no, when he, I he, when I spend my time listening yeah. to sports, I want to feel like I'm learning something. Sure, and that's why I really like. That's why I always like John Clayton because he was such yeah. a good educator. He he mm-hmm. taught me about the salary cap. You know what I mean? Yeah. The late John Clayton, RIP. Sure. And um, I I really like um, Dave Wyman because he takes you like behind the locker room a lot. Mm-hmm. He'll tell you a lot of personal stories from when oh, he yeah. was a player and what he thinks players are thinking. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm not a big fan of the people that seem like fans that got into the industry. Like I, they're fine as like a co-host, but you yeah. you need them alongside an expert. And my mm-hmm. problem with Dick Fane is that he's not with an expert. He's with Softy. Yeah. So I just don't know that that dynamic works. But Dick Fane is fine as a radio host. He just, but needs, he just needs a little you, more expert in it. Do, do you call Bumpus an expert with C.C. Rost? Yeah, Bumpus is is uh, is pretty close to an expert. I mean, he he played high level college ball. He was a yeah. he was like a four star recruit. He got mm-hmm. he made it to the NFL and he played on NFL roster. He caught a touchdown pass in the NFL, which is more than ninety five percent of radio announcers could even dream of. Yeah, so and I have Salk by himself, you know. Yeah, it, and I'm not as big of a fan. I much preferred yeah. the Salk, Brock and Salk show when he. Oh, had me Brock. too. I yeah. much. I mean, who didn't right? Because right, Brock right. is just so knowledgeable and likable. Oh, He's fantastic. just such a likable guy. He is, yeah. But I'm I'm more of a KJR guy now, unfortunately, just because just because of the time difference, the time I have to listen to stuff. Um, because um, the four hour shows are pretty long, and I don't have much time, you know, doing data to listen to the shows. Unfortunately. Wait, I got another question for you. Yeah. Why don't you play video games? You seem like somebody who has the time, or or maybe the interest. Nah. You never got into them. Like, tell me well, about it. What, what's I, the origin here? 
Well, I used to play video games when I was younger, you know, like space, uh-huh. like uh, NBA Jam. Jam, Jam, Jam. Yeah, he's on fire. He, he's heating up. My Boom, track alert. Yeah. So, well, I, well, wait, well, quick, qu- quick aside to NBA Jam. I was, <laughs> I was the, I was the play-by-play announcer slash PA announcer for yeah. our high school, like jv and c squad and freshman teams oh cool and in college i did it for the the spokane falls Sa- lady sasquatch and okay. and the the spokane river hawks okay there you um go. so I've, i did a lot of like commentating and play with play stuff when i was younger like high school and college okay. one, one time i was doing a freshman girls basketball game and i was a junior or senior in high school and it was like it was like a like a Saturday morning, and like nobody was there. There was like six parents in the audience, <laughs> and it was a blowout. Our, yeah, like the the Wildcats, Mount Spokane Wildcats, where I where I went to high school, were just blowing out this other team. The freshman girls team was like the only good team I covered that year. <laughs> and I did the whole second half in NBA Jam slogans, like oh, every cool. every time. And then at the end. One of our girls sank like a three, and you know we were yeah. up by like thirty points. And I go, she puts the nail in the coffin because they they, <laughs> they used to say that in NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Yeah, yeah. And one of the dads from the other team came over to me to complain. To complain? And I was like, dude, you're lucky you even have an announcer. All right, I'm yeah. doing this for free. Like, yeah. Go go sit over there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I loved uh, NBA Jam. I loved Tech Mobile. I loved Madden. Griffey, Griffey baseball. Dude, would you um, believe I just rebeat Griffey baseball? I I can. It's not that hard. No, no, I'm not saying it's hard to beat, but that I'm still playing it. Still, still, oh yeah, that's 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 shocking. Yeah. Well, you know what's so good about that game is the team edit. Every yeah. every year, I go through this ritual where I'll I'll turn it on and I'll like update all the players to reflect the current Mariners' names. Oh, cool! Isn't that weird? Yeah, it, it is. And this um, and this year, I just happened to get into it a little bit, and I finished my yeah. short season. Oh, okay, there you go. Now, this game, I, game I did play for a long time until they fucked it over, unfortunately. For for the Wii was uh, Mario Kart, where I loved playing Mario Kart like every day for many hours a day and night. Wow. I play, on, I play online and stuff. Play online, you know, with people. But they online. fucked it up. But yeah, they stopped having the online option to play. It's like why even play it now? So I give my remotes and all that to Matt. Well, they want you to get a Switch, and they want you to play online with your Switch. That's why. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm not doing that. Well, that's why they did it to 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 you know get you to pay more money. Yeah, not, I'm not going to do that. No. That's fine. Good for you. Don't yeah. fall into their trap. Yep. Nope. I'm not. And then my question for you, besides the seven ten, your team seven ten, some KJR. That's fine. We're fine with that. Um, is now is that uh, who? It's a two part answer question here. So part one, who is your all time favorite actor? And part two, favorite actress all time. That's a really tough question. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to give a very good answer here. Okay. I, I guess I would probably say Arnold because, oh wow, pretty much everything are 1983 yeah. and 1995. Yeah. I thought was like just the most fun movie <laughs> to watch. Like I, I get that he's not the best actor, not even yeah. close. Yeah, but his genre of movies I find incredibly rewatchable. I've seen Commando. What was that one with the Danny DeVito? Was it? Oh, Twins. Yeah. Twins sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't like Twins, and I didn't like Junior. junior those are, those yeah. those are probably the two. I think Junior kind of killed his career. I, I, I yeah. or at least ended his hot streak. Yeah. Didn't kill it, kill it, but yeah. So yeah, I would probably say I've I I just love Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, okay. and I just find him incredibly funny. Like oh, yeah. he, he's got really good dry humor. 
she does. Yeah. For, you, for your pick for him. Yeah. Um, how about an actress? Favorite actress? Oh, that's that's really tough. Mm. Is it... Well, when I was younger, I, my favorite actress was Jessica <laughs> Alba. For, oh. very, for very obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. Because okay. I thought she was gorgeous. Because she has perfect skin. Yep. Um, I don't know. These days, um, you know, I always really liked Parker Posey. I think she's really funny. I never heard of her before. Parker Posey was kind of like the indie queen. She was in she was in one of the Blade movies too, and a bunch of oh, other okay. stuff. Okay, that's why I seen she it. was in. Uh, um, what's that movie? Oh, Dazed and Confused. She was like kind oh. of the mean bratty cheerleader. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of Parker Posey, and there's I don't know, I, there's a few others. Diane yeah. Diane Weist is is really underrated. I think she, hmm. she. I don't know that she acts a lot anymore. She did some movie with Rosamund Pike a couple years ago. Oh, I love her. But um, yeah. Diane Weist is, is an older actress. Okay. I'm in The Lost Boys. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, mine are pretty easy. I have a couple for each category. Um, Tom Hanks, Leo DiCaprio, Denzel, and Walken are my top four for actors. And then I got Kristen Dunst. Not the greatest. I like. I love her. All her stuff she's in. Um, also love Mika Ryan. Julie Roberts is also one of my favorites as well. Kristen Bell, I like her. Because yeah. I just finished uh, Veronica Mars, actually, yeah, a couple days ago. And that was really good. Well, good. I'm glad you like it. You know, um, I know I said Arnold, but like Stallone, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's that great of an actor, but I really respect him as a writer. He's oh, like okay. he's He's had a really impressive career when you stack up his acting credits on top of mm-hmm. his writing credits on top of his directing credits yeah like he's the complete package like he's yeah. made winning blockbusters in like yeah. like four or five different decades now mm-hmm. doing yeah. like all three of those things like name someone else who's done that i don't know it's, yeah it's i know people don't ever give him enough credit yeah I, i'll give you one more and then i'll let you go here um just your preference who in your mind is your favorite all-time direct, movie director. Robert Rodriguez is my favorite. What, what is, has he made it as of note? Oh, like uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Um, he did He did the first half of Planet Terror. Uh, you know, um, or excuse me, he did Planet Terror, which was the first half of Grindhouse, Desperado. You know, he's, you know, I'm, <laughs> you put me on the spot here, but like Robert, yeah. he did the Spy Kids movies, which are, which I don't watch. They're not like my yeah. favorite, my kind of movies, but they're like the best kids movies I can think of. Every movie you said so far, I've not seen. You haven't seen. <laughs> you haven't seen. Uh, he did Machete and Machete Kills. Uh, no. El Mariachi was was before Desperado. It was kind of like you know. All right, I'll take your word for it. Um, I haven't seen any of those films you just mentioned. Spy Kids one, two, all those ones. I oh, seen. Sin City. He did Sin City. I never seen that. You one never either. saw Sin City? No. He produced the faculty. I think he might have directed the faculty too. Yeah, he directed. Guess... He directed the faculty. Uh, okay. <laughs> you haven't seen the faculty? No, I never even heard of it before. Never heard of it, yeah. dude. Dude, I don't know what to tell you. Like, well, my guy is easy. My guy is simple, easy Hall of Famer. Steven Spielberg is my number one director of all time. Not to be mean, Ozzy, but you kind of went basic bitch here. I mean, you went like Spielberg. You said Julia Roberts, Tom Hanks. Like, well, these are, every, these are well, everybody's favorites. Well, I love Tom Hanks, man. He's like the he's the OG. Yeah. Yes, uh... I love Tommy. I love some Tom Hanks. He's he's very versatile in his all his um, acting uh, roles. There, yeah, I like I, I like him a lot. I, I just don't like the Polar Express. 
Yeah, you, that's when I that's when I did not care for. Yeah. Have you seen how he looks in the previews for that new Elvis movie? He looks like a giant frog. I have not seen the previews at all. Are no. those pro- you got to watch these? Are these prosthetics they put on his neck? He has this giant frog neck. Okay, well that's about that's possible. It's Hollywood, so. But yeah, I mean, obviously Tom Hanks was good. I mean, Forrest Gump was great. Castaway was he was really good. He was really good in Catch Me If You Can. Like, oh, like he's he's a really yeah. good actor. I don't I don't mean to hate on him. It's just like you're you you're you're just like a, a hippie, like a. I'm not a, a hippie. I just hip, hipster. hipster. No, I am not a hipster. Yeah. I am a yeah. contrarian. There's I like huge... Robert Rodriguez who makes like no name films. I guess no know. name films. Are you kidding me? Like it's. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez is the good, better Hispanic version of Tarantino. All the basic oh, white kids okay. always say Quentin Tarantino. No, Robert Rodriguez is the much better filmmaker version of Tarantino, and he doesn't have four and a half hour long movies full of boring dialogue about women's feet. <laughs> I love Quentin Tarantino myself. Number two for me is Quentin Tarantino. Oh, I hate Shocking. Him. No, I used to love him, but I hate him now. Oh, I, just, okay. I think he's so full of himself. Well, if you haven't, haven't had a chance, though, yet, on HBO, there's a documentary on Spielberg. It's really good. You should watch that. On who? On Spielberg. Oh yeah, yeah, I'd watch that. I mean, Spielberg. Oh, yeah, Spielberg's great. Oh yeah, I thought I thought he was. Jaws and you know Jurassic Park, Close like Encounters, every, like everything you can think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah all the, the big hits out there. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, Adam. We'll do it again. Hopefully, on with, with a better film next time. Yeah, I I really. You know what? I like I like doing podcasts about movies I don't like because oh, really? I, I feel because I, like well, like I feel like I'm I'm funnier. Like I'm more off the cuff. Like I, <laughs> anybody can say, "Oh yeah, I liked it. That's great. That's that's awesome." Like that's kind of boring radio. I like yeah. I like to talk shit more than I like to praise. I, I'm aware. I'm aware of that. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> well, I guess next time you pick a movie that we you don't like, and I'll give it a shot. All right. All right. Thanks for having have, me on. Yep. Have a good day. Are right, you too, bud? See ya.